to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, hello and welcome to Sports Lounge Live. We've had a few new challenges thrown at us tonight, but we're all here and we are ready to go. And I'll let Chris set the table. Hold on just okay, a second, Chris. Jerry is waiting, Bill. I don't know if you've got him yet, but yeah, Jerry got is it. waiting. I didn't know if you had got him in, but I'll take care of I'll take care of Jerry. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see that list. So. <laughs> oh, boy, do we're, I have. We're, we're working it. Go ahead, Chris. If we got yeah, trouble okay. with somebody well, this, What they did, and just to explain, Zoom has been having people hacking into conferences, and, of course, there are many Zoom conferences all over the place, and, of course, we're one of them. And uh, so they've, they've set up some new procedures to make sure the host knows who's coming in uh, because there have been times when people got in that weren't supposed to be there for business conferences and other things. So in this new world we live in, that's another security thing we have to do. But anyway, I hope everybody's all hunkered down. I hope everybody's had a good Sunday. Uh, this is April 5th, 2020, show number 87, and uh, Palm Sunday, but a Palm Sunday unlike any other Palm Sunday you will probably ever see and have ever seen in this world, and Easter will be the same. But anyway, we're going to be talking about sports, and of course, uh, some, of the, some of the talk will have to do with the virus and what's going to happen with different things. So the way we're going to do it is we're going to do sort of a sportscast kind of thing. We're going to do like, it's not going to be all baseball, then all the football, whatever. We'll throw everything in together. Uh, as people remember things, they can bring things up. I've got things written down. We'll go through the uh, current events of sports, the reschedulings, the, the uh, speculations, whatever you want to call it. Then we're going to do all the deaths because we had seven deaths. We had a lot of them the last two, two days. One, we, okay, one of them, um, we did have a uh, situation where somebody in the sports world did die of the coronavirus. So we will talk about that and the other deaths that are unrelated. Then we're going to go into history. Sean and I have a bunch of info about the different days in the last week and what happened. A lot of it NCAA, there's some hockey, there's some some boxing, there's some other things in there, and a little baseball. But uh, so those are the three segments we're going to do. So we'll see how they time out and when we want to take our break and whatever. Perry and Bill will decide that. But first, we're going to have Sean do what he always does, which is tell us uh, about listening to the show. Okay, well, since we have the new... The new order, the new normal, and we got to keep saying that, it's the new normal, and because, like I said, all good things, some people like to come in and mess it up. So when you do dial in, as we say, you can dial on your phone, 646-876-9923. That's 646-876-9923. Or download the Zoom app, and when you're there, you are 287-723. 4,600. Get the pound key on your phone. Otherwise, on the app, you don't have to. You're going to hear some nice music, and the host will let you right. in. And then Sean, not, come to, in. not to interrupt you, Sean, but at, the, that, at that point on your computer or your Zoom app, it's going to make you enter a password 
And uh, that yes. password will be 919177. Nine one nine one seven seven. Okay. And yeah, you'll do nine one nine one seven seven on your yeah on the computer. And when you do that, after you enter that password on the computer and phone, on the phone you do not have to, but on the app or the computer you do. But when you're in there, it'll play some music until the host lets you in. Then Perry, Bill will be. They'll mute you until you have you know. And when you have something to say, you. Hit star nine to raise your hand, Alt-Y on the computer, and the more key on your smartphone. So, yeah, it's just a few more numbers to remember. So let me go over that again one more time. 646-876-9923, and then 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice down the phone. And then on the computer or your you don't have smartphone, your app on the computer, the app, do nine one nine one seven seven, and wait, and just wait on the music to stop, and then there you go. So hopefully that settles everything. Now that we got all those numbers out of the way, right. <laughs> okay. if you want to leave a message at any time, but you don't want to call in eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five, option number two, and we haven't plugged this in a while, but. We've kind of neglected it, but we're going to start putting throughout the week the day in sports history and breaking sports news. And if stuff's being replayed up here, go to 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Times Board. That's where you'll, starting tomorrow, you'll get sports history and breaking news. And then if there's stuff, replays of stuff on radio, television, Sirius XM that you want to publicize, we'll be putting that on board 13, the schedules board. So, uh, that you know, we've neglected it, but that way you all can keep up throughout the week, those of you that aren't part of our sports okay. chat group, uh, sports science group. So anyway, uh, let's get right on into our random week of random week sheltering of sports place. Sheltering sports place. Okay, the first thing, and Sean had this story, so he can comment on this. We had the NCAA did a nice, they've actually been very nice during the moment. That's one of the few bright spots of the coronavirus situation. They've actually been nice people uh, in the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, not the... Uh, czars that they tend to be. And the NCAA decided that the spring athlete, athletes will get an extra year of eligibility, and then schools will decide about the seniors coming back and how that will work, and, and, and it won't count against their scholarship numbers, but I guess they'll have to they'll have the same pool of uh, money, Sean, and then they'll have to kind of redivide. Yeah, basically, they'll have to, they'll, they will have to figure out, like, let's take baseball. Baseball has 11.7 scholarships. They're not giving extra scholarships. But all the players are getting an extra year of eligibility, not just seniors. Everybody's going to get an extra year. So you have, think about it, you're going to have seniors that choose to come back that we're playing this year. And you have someone who's a junior right now is going to be a junior again. A sophomore is going to be a sophomore again. A freshman is going to be a freshman again. The incoming students are going to be freshmen. And they will all come in, and then it's up to the school to decide, hey, we, we're going to give you a scholarship, or no, you can play, but you need to come on your own. Plus, the players may say, you know what, I'm graduating, I'm on. Plus, it also depends how many of the seniors and how many uh, people that are juniors this year get drafted, and do they want to just go ahead 
go ahead and leave, you know, in baseball, in some of these if, other sports. And if you're a junior this year, Sean, uh, you are, uh, even though th- that you get that extra year, you can still forego it and go to the draft. So yeah, yeah, you can. You know, a lot you of people have wondered about that one. You can forego it and go to the draft like like yeah, you always you, have been able to. And remember, the draft, is, the draft is only five rounds this year, so. Yeah, right, baseball. you can do yep. that. And it also, and this also brings in another kind of, it goes on with the NCAA. They've talked about this, and this if college football is not played, it could affect a lot of budgets, and that could affect who invites some of these uh, spring athletes back. Because you look at some <clears throat> of them like tennis or golf or uh, you know, non-revenue-producing sports. Some, yes, yes, yeah, that's the thing. They are yep. funded. They are funded a big, in big part, by college football. Like a school like LSU, a school like Texas, basketball, baseball make they they make money. They make, but you know, for certain, a lot of schools, baseball and you know does not. Uh, and then so, you know, but they it all it all affects that and. Does the player want to just go on with their career, or do they want to? Because they'll technically be graduate students because they're doing. Most schools are doing right. online classes, so yep. they may just say, "You know what? I'm going on with my career. I appreciate it, but thank you. I had a good year." It's all, and the NCAA is leaving it up to the school because, in a way, that's good, but in a way, that's kind of like, oh, you know what? We're going to pass the buck to let the school be the bad guy. That's so I, right, I have mixed feelings on that. That's and this right. does not apply to winter sports. I mean, we there were there no. was some discussion. This does not apply to winter sports. They do not get an extra year. Right. Yeah. So, and, and also, by the way, I should say that the person, the other voice you heard in here was uh, Ringside Robert, a.k.a. Robert Herrick, and he's uh, in with us as usual, but I forgot to mention him in the intro. Was there any more on that, Sean, you got? Well, not on that, but while we're on NCAA, this okay. is, we talked about the SEC granting, uh, you know, workouts a couple, couple hours per day, you know, virtual workouts and meetings. Pretty much all the conferences now have gone to similar, similar stuff. So with that, so yeah, so 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 there won't be spring football games, but there will be some workouts and and people can uh, you know some virtual yeah. stuff and they'll do that. They'll be on so, Zoom. They'll be on yeah, Zoom waiting. They'll be waiting on the host to let them they, in. Well, they will. Like they, they will. The coach will have to. The coaches will be real powerful now. They will have to let them in. Yes, they okay. will. So the NBA and I think this is optimistic. They're talking about a mid-May to early June, but. I don't know. You never know. This is this is all. This week is going to be very important. First of all, it could be very tragic because we may uh, the numbers may go up in a lot of ways, but it also could see a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel. We don't know. There was a little good indication in New York today. Slight good news. So we'll see how that goes. But but what I'm saying is the NBA is talking about basically doing a summer league in Las Vegas kind of a format and having the teams go to Las Vegas, maybe have each uh, team, uh, each div- each division, let's say, play. So you have sort of a road home kind of thing, although there won't be any fans, I don't think. But they can play at different casinos, you know, different arenas within Vegas because you have a lot of arenas there. You can maybe put one division in one place, another division in another. So it would be a little bit of back and forth, a little home cooking in that regard, something of that sort. And uh, try to play. They'll have to see when they would actually start this to see how many games they play, whether they really try to finish the 20 games or maybe play five or ten games, then do the playoffs. But it looks like they're not going to try to go back to the cities because you would have a situation. I was listening to Chris Mannix today on um, on uh, CBS Sports Radio. He was talking about, you know, maybe you could play in Boston, but you couldn't play in Brooklyn or whatever. You know, you, you don't know. So you really can't 
say that it wouldn't be fair necessarily to do that. So that's that's what they're kind of talking about the uh, the NBA. Uh, a little baseball item: the London series, uh, St. Louis and the Cubs is going to not happen. Uh, they're not going over June 13th and 14th. They may not even be playing, of course, but they're not going to go. And uh, that would just be one extra thing that they don't have to do. So I'm sure if they, if those games are scheduled in any kind of sequence, they'll just uh, play them as home games for whoever it was in whatever form that works. Uh, and speaking of, speaking of uh, Wimbledon, uh, England, uh, Wimbledon is canceled. Now, I've heard different reports about the British Open. Is it canceled or not? It is. I, I've heard, it, uh, is it, it is. It is. It is canceled because if they post, here's why. If they had postponed it, they wouldn't get the insurance payment. Yeah, but okay. They, so, and, they could, and they really couldn't postpone it because the weather gets bad over there. Right. Yeah, in August, right. September, it starts getting. Yeah. Like, and that's the same reason why they couldn't postpone Wimbledon because after July, the grass that they put, you know, as a grass court, yeah, uh, late July, August, it starts getting really bad over there. So, yeah. Like I said, golf and tennis are really going to be affected because <clears throat> those are international sports traveling, yeah. especially tennis. And, yeah. and the NHL, NHL, Gary Bettman came out today or came out recently has said that he is prepared to play in the arenas even if he has to wait until August. So okay. you're talking so that means next year's season would be pushed back. He's for, he's not planning on an NBA. Now the NBA's kind of backed off theirs a little <laughs> bit on the Vegas thing, uh, but they've come up with other ideas. They just haven't officially and no. baseball has all these weird things that they're putting out. And which we'll get to, we'll get to those. Which we'll get to those in a little yeah. while. Cause there's a whole yeah, lot and, of them. Uh, on the yeah. NBA. They want the players to take a pay cut. Their final regular season paycheck is April. Assuming 15th. that they assuming that they don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming, and they want them to take like a fifty percent pay cut, and the players say, "No, we're not going to do that. Uh, how about twenty percent or whatever?" Right. So, so they're nego- negotiate that. They're negotiating that. The Olympics next year will start on uh, Friday, the twenty third of July. So that's uh, you know that'll be the opening ceremony in Tokyo. Uh, one of the things the NHL has to think about, and we you talked about them briefly, but two cities are not, have already canceled public events through June, and that's Toronto and Calgary. I heard yesterday. So it's yes. not. See, basketball is pretty movable thing. You can play wherever. You know, you can play in an empty. There's plenty of basketball arenas all over. Well, the that's country. all. Of, that's all of Canada, Chris. So that would affect yeah, more than just those. Canada. Oh, I only heard Toronto and Calgary. No, it would affect all okay. seven NHL teams in Canada. So there you go. So what I'm saying is, you can't just say, okay, let's play all our our hockey games in pick a place and just play them all in this city. You don't right. have arenas all over the place to do that in. Right. So they really the NHL is going to have to come back, even if they don't have fans, they're going to have to come back in a way that understands that you've only got a certain amount of ice. Not everybody's got, you know, this area, for example, in Michigan and Minnesota, we have a lot of ice rinks. You could do something here. You know, you can't do it in, you know, St. Louis might be about the only one is the one they play on, you know, or, or, or that's just an example. Memphis, uh, in Nashville, you know, would be the only one they play on would be there kind of thing. It's not, there's not a lot of youth hockey and uh, quality arenas where you would have them in, you know, the colleges and stuff in Minnesota, Michigan, New England. Right. So, yeah, Dallas you know, has a couple in the mall. They could be playing in the mall there in Dallas. Right. I can see so, that. Yeah, so there's, there's some crazy – so hockey's got a, an extra problem that everybody else doesn't have. You could have baseball in spring training facilities. You could have basketball in Las Vegas. But, you know, you, but now uh, – so there you go. Now, uh, and President a quote, Trump uh, – a quote, Chris, yeah. from Governor Newsom in California, he – 
does not think that in any sport, um, you know, because President Trump said he was hoping that the NFL season would start on time. I think that's where you were going. And uh, Governor Newsom said that he doesn't even think by that time that he's going to want fans in the stands. Oh, well, it's all state. speculation. You know, he everybody can speculate there won't be anything or everybody can speculate we're going to open up next Sunday like Trump had said. Anybody who speculates, nobody knows anything. You know, the numbers can yeah. stabilize and then you, then you can say, well, at least we can play in the arenas without fans or, or the buildings or the fields or we can't or we can play. Now, for example, baseball made the uh, dogmatic statement. If we can't play in front of the fans, we're not going to play. Well, that's what they said before they could see a real financial uh, problem if they don't play. And also the other thing, too, is they might be able to play in, in except, let's say, in New York, in, you know, in, in um, City Field, Yankee Stadium. So you might be able to play the other places. So you really don't know what you're dealing with. You've, you've got to decide on the fly. You can't, you know, you can't tell any, any, any business right now is like going from day to day and they speculate about what might happen. We're supposed to come back uh, May 4th, for example. Well, it might not be May 4th. It might be May 18th, you know? So you can't really plan on anything. You have to be prepared to plan and think about things a little bit. But Governor Newsom doesn't know any more than – Cuomo kind of didn't say that. And, of course, they're, they're another bad state. He said, well, let's see you know, where we are down the road. And I think that's the way to look at it. Well, um, we yeah, will, like, I, will, uh, I, will, I will cut in here. We do have a hand. Okay. So uh, Allie's iPhone is in. So go ahead. Allie, are you there? Go Allie? ahead, Allie. She is there. Can't hear you real well. Go, Speak go right ahead. Up. Okay. Speak, cl- Speak close to your phone, please. Can you hear me now? Yes, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was last week, you guys, I was listening to the podcast. You guys were talking about baseball, about the uh with birds, you know, you were talking about that game in Minnesota, James Paxton, and he actually got attacked by an eagle. He didn't kill the, the eagle. Okay. All right. Well, that's, okay. Yeah. That's okay. good to know. We got we got to get uh, we got to get him off the hook. That's very important in this time and time of uh, everybody's accusing everybody of everything. So that's important to get that that on the record. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you and be safe, you guys. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you later. And all right. that's the first time she's ever called in. So that's welcome, right. Welcome. Yes, that's, it is. Yay, Allie. All right. Um, okay, so the, so Pre- uh, President Trump met with the commissioners, obviously virtually, with the four commissioners of the major sports. He met and, with all, he met with 10, he all, met with 10, 10 commissioners. commissioners. Oh, yeah, yeah other commissioners there, too. Okay. Yeah, PGA, NASCAR, UFC. Okay. He had Vince McMahon uh, there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. MLS. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, what he he said, and and I think is reasonable to hope for, is that the NFL could start properly. Uh, you know, by the August that they'd be able to go to training camp and so forth. Uh, beyond that, again, like we just did for ten minutes, we can all speculate about whatever. And uh, but he realizes, as any every president has, President Roosevelt. They talk. They asked President Roosevelt, "Should we cancel sports and baseball and stuff uh, for World War II?" He said, "No. We need we need something for the people. To, you know, we, we're going to have a long haul here. And you know, we're not out of the woods. Even after we get things up and running again, there's going to be a lot of people with economic hardships. There's going to be a lot of uh, dis- displacements yeah. and families grieving and a lot of things going on. It would be nice to have the sports. That, that's basically. And how the way many? I look at this." way also even if fans are allowed how many people because some people have over panicked some people have you know underwhelmness 
how are a lot of people, how many people are going to be willing to go into these right. well, large and, stadiums? And, and, the lo- and the longer that some people in some states don't take this seriously, the longer this is going to go, people. That's right. And they'll yeah. be the last, and, and they're not understanding that their state's uh, outbreaks might be worse because they haven't taken it seriously. They'll be the last to be allowed in crowds like they want to yep. do now at right. times that they shouldn't be. So well, there's, there a lot of, there's a lot of people even in, in New York, though, that are not taking this no, oh, they're no. not seriously. And that's what I that's what I was referring to. Uh, New York, uh, they they had slightly better numbers today. Well, yeah. there's a lot of people in New York that aren't paying attention to things. It right. could get worse. Yes, it could. I mean, things are getting a little better in Oregon and Washington State, but they're still not out of the woods. Yeah, no, in, no. In, in oh, nobody's Calif- out of the woods. In, Calif- out of the woods. in yeah. California, where <laughs> I am, we've improved a great deal. So you know, mm-hmm. that's good. Okay, so Robert, you had a story. We can maybe do a little bit. We have a few baseball items here, not specifically baseball. We can go back and forth with other things. But okay. Robert, you have a thing about finally one good thing that happened this week. The Dodgers are going to be on Direct TV, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's ironic. Uh, seven years after the Dodgers gets this channel, the year that we have a pandemic is when Direct TV and Sportsnet LA. Uh, a courtesy of Spectrum, finally work out a financial deal where when there's a baseball season, the Dodger games will be on direct TV for those that have not been able to see them the last seven years. Well, that's good. They missed uh, Vince Scully those four years, but what, at least they'll be back in some form, and that, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we one of the things that's happening with baseball is a lot of cool stuff. A lot of people are replaying games and stuff with other sports, <laughs> excuse me, other sports too. But I, uh, uh, you were saying, Perry, the Cubs and Cardinals are, are replaying their uh, some of their seasons, like 2011 for the Cardinals, 2016 for the Cubs, I guess. That's, huh? right. that's right. Now, the one thing with, uh, the Cubs, they are they don't have a set start. In most places, when you do it, you have a set starting time. Like the Cardinals, they start their games, except on Sundays, they do it in the afternoon. But on, on Monday through Saturday, they start it at about 6, you know, give mm-hmm. or take a little bit, 6 o'clock. The, right. the score, they've had all sorts of starting times this week. First, it was 6 o'clock. Then Thursday, it went to 7 o'clock. Friday, it was back to 6 o'clock. Yesterday and today, it was 5 o'clock. So okay. they probably – what they should have done, though, is set a start time and, and do that because people don't know. Now, the Giants yesterday, they, what they did, they played three games, and they were from the 2012 season. The first one, of course, was Matt Cain's perfect game. The second one was the final game of the National League Division Series with the Reds, and then, of course, the final game of the World Series. And I think you're going to see – hold on, Robert, hold on. Right. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, stations continue to do this, at least for a while, until we get some sports. Okay, Robert. Uh, the Giants uh, – and for those of you that listen to KNBR um, – Whatever games they play on Saturday, they replay them on Sunday. Now, the fan in New York, I love the fan. Uh, I'm, I'm, my, I, I've been listening to it ever since I got my device. Uh, the way they do it, I like the way they do it. Monday through Friday, they play either Yankees games or Mets games. And what they do is at 6.30 Eastern time, they have a half-hour pregame show with either uh, – John Sterling and Susan Waldman for the Yankees or Howie Rose and whoever Howie wants to bring on with him. 
They do a half-hour pregame show before each game. They and these are live pregame? Okay, so Robert, yeah. these are live pregame shows? They're, now? Yeah, they're, they're, they're live pregame shows. Okay. And uh, what they do is they bring on a player that was involved in whatever game they're going to replay. Oh, cool. And they, they talk about, you know, well, what happened in that particular game. And then at 7 o'clock, they replay whatever game it is. Like last week for the Mets, for example, on Thursday they played Johan Santana's no-hitter. Right. Well, before that game, they, uh, they brought on Al Leiter, and he talked about uh, how it was uh, being involved with the uh, – you know, being on the team with Johan Santana's no hitter, mm-hmm. and uh, and Friday they brought on somebody else, oh, because they talked about the game after nine eleven when Mike Piazza hit the home run. Yeah. So Monday through Friday they'll do this. So uh, mm-hmm. on the fan. So now I don't know what WIP is doing with the Phillies or anything like that. Oh, yeah, well, heard. the fan also Robert on Sundays I believe I heard they're going to be playing a Giants game. Uh, yeah, uh, that started tonight at seven okay. o'clock. The okay. first game, the first game they were they were playing was Tampa Bay and the Giants from the 2008 playoffs. So, okay. Now another yeah. thing too, and we do have we do too. have a, we do have a hand when we get ready for it. Okay. Yep. MLB. Now the cool thing about MLB Radio, that's almost like your old. We used to have a thing that we could get on the Victor Stream, a, a baseball channel where we could get all these classic games. And they're what they're doing right now is they're calling it Voices of the Game or, or the Great Voices, and they play the you know games from the past. They're they're older games. They're things like uh, Ernie Harwell doing a game uh, with the you know the Tigers' seventh game in '68 in the World Series. The uh, Tenant deciding game of 1949 with the Red Sox and the Yankees. Last night they played uh, the Pirates uh, and, uh, you know, with Bob Prince, Bob Prince and um, uh, Mel Allen, the Pirates Yankee, uh, Bill Mazeroski home run game from 1960. Uh, so they play all these and they played the Reds and the, and the uh, Mets. Uh, at, at, and what they're doing, they're starting at 8 Eastern and 11 Eastern, and they're making a three-hour show out of it. So, you know, however long the game is, of course, the games were less than three hours then, so that works out a lot better. But yeah. uh, they, they make it into a three-hour show. So the, the amount of time they have for the pregame, you know, it's timed out. So I don't know. Do you have any idea what they're doing tonight, uh, Perry? I don't. Now, I will. I will obviously know that once we're yeah. done. But uh, yes, that's right. I'm going to check it out. But it's fun because it's real history. A lot of a lot of cool stuff, and uh, you know. So, um, and the, like we talked and about the, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say also others while we're plugging, uh, 104.9, the horn here in Austin is playing classic university of Texas. They, this week, uh, they played Texas USC for the championship game from 2006. They did that, uh, and they're doing these different games. I go 104.9, the horn in Austin. Uh, they do them at seven o'clock central on Tuesday, eight o'clock central on Thursday and 5 PM central on Saturday. They're doing that also. And so they'll have different Longhorn football, basketball, baseball, classic games that they're going to do. Uh, ESPN and Fox are also replaying baseball, NFL. Like on Saturday, Fox is doing, uh, they are doing baseball. Today, they had Green Bay Super Bowl victory for the NFL. Uh, FS1 is doing baseball and football. Uh, they're doing some playoff games Thursday and Friday. ESPN is doing what they call a throwback Thursday where they play a different classic game, big game. Plus, they're doing baseball on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS Sports Network has been playing uh, championships. Uh, but And this week, ESPN and CBS will replay Masters Wednesday through Friday on ESPN, 
And Saturday, yeah, and Sunday, they're all yeah. they're all they're all going to be final rounds. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, gonna Friday, five different, yep. yeah, five different, five different final, final rounds. Of the rounds. Yeah, well, and you're going to see more of that as we get into this. You're going to see more of these classic. I'm sure as we get close to the Derby, we'll see some some oh, classic yeah. derbies. Yeah, uh, all you well, know, all this is where we've just crossed the bottom playing. of the hour. So let's get to Pam real quick, and then I'll, we'll take our break. Pam, go okay. ahead. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, I uh, I listened to Fox Sports this afternoon, and they were saying, with reference to the NFL season, that the networks were virtually demanding that it starts having to do with advertising. Sure. No, oh, the, but that that's like, hey, everybody wants what they want. You know, the restaurants would like to be open. I mean, the you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? The businesses, you know, it's like it, everybody wants what they want, and it, nobody's in a position to demand anything right now because we're in a, a crisis, you know? I so, agree. You know, that's the, the NFL, way it is. I heard, I heard some of that also, Pam, but they're saying the NFL wants to because they – they don't just they make the most profit. They're the biggest league. They don't want to lose that is what they're saying. They don't want to lose that with the networks because they want that network money. And if they're the first if all these others can, if it is August or September, if they say, Hey, nobody's gonna start until people are back in the stadiums, they're the first league, then look out. Everybody knows they're gonna just I mean, they already have high enough ratings. You know, look out what's gonna happen with the NFL if they're the first one back. Yeah, well, just a just a just a prediction though. I don't think they'll be the first one back. I think we will get some semblance of a baseball season. I'm not. We're not. Obviously, we're not going to have 162, and we'll talk about some right. of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, Allie just uh, put up a note to me, and we'll do this, and then we'll go to break. Uh, she says that on the weekends that WCCO is also doing some classic. Uh, twins games as well. So let's take our That's break right. and we'll come back and, and do a little bit more. Okay. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops, the rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit twomin2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. 
Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Whoa, I better turn my microphone up. Uh, Listeners are not particularly up this week, but just a couple highlights. I think we're the international voice. We now have a listener in Spain, China, and Germany, and the usual U.S. listeners, which we welcome, welcome, welcome. And we want to welcome, and we want to welcome those international listeners too. Hopefully That's you're right. safe. Hopefully you're safe, and and hopefully China. we're bringing a little yes. entertainment to your day. Yeah. Uh, and and did they think yeah. we wouldn't think up something to talk about? There, they have us sold short. We always can and, talk. You and know? speaking of international, English Premier League is actually talking about coming back in June. As I said, yeah, okay. we're looking at that. Maybe. No, we still so, we and, still okay. Go ahead, John. No, still, yeah, back to baseball. Yeah, back to baseball. Well, actually, what I, I mean, we'll get back to baseball, too. But, again, this is sort of like a stream of consciousness. We had the uh, NFL did change a uh, rule. We are going to have it's, – it's official. We're going to have seven teams in the playoffs from each conference. And only one team will get a bye. So you'll have two through two and seven, three and six, and four and five play on the on the first on wild card weekend. And uh, so the four the division winners will still get their home games. And, and be only, three games each day, three on Saturday, three, games, three, three on, on Saturday, three on Sunday. That's right. Yep. So they'll start like one in the after, like one four thirty eight o'clock, something like that. That's so how they'll now do it it's going to be even more important to win that division That's and right. try to get that best yes. record so that you don't have to play. And, okay. And since 2012, everybody who's been in the Super Bowl has had the bye week. Yep. Yeah, well, that's only going to be well, and then that'll change because obviously every oh, year it's not change, going to be. Yes. But, you know, but you're going to have a real, you know, a real fight for that top uh, spot. And it'll be interesting fights. It would have been the Rams and the Steelers would have been the teams that would have gotten in this year. Uh, yeah. So Perry's team would have gotten in this year if uh, we were doing it this way. But uh, they did not. And they were, you know, the Rams are a deserving team. They they had a good year. I would say the Steelers, not so much. But, you know, that's going to happen, too. So we had some Hall of Famers named this week, too, Sean. Why don't you talk about yeah. that? All right, we have eight of them, but a couple I'm not sure about. Uh, and the Hall of Fame induction, and let me explain, this is not the NBA Hall of Fame. This is the Basketball Hall of in Fame. Everything in one. There is no yeah. NBA Hall of Fame. Because I've actually heard people refer to this as the NBA Hall of Fame. No, it's mm-hmm. not. And they, right now the inductions are August 29th. So, of course, we have – and we knew these three were coming, and especially this year, but even before, Kobe Bryant – Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and by the way, Kobe's wife, Vanessa, was really emotional yesterday. I saw a clip of her talking. She was just really, really saying, man, he, you know, this would be the biggest highlight yeah. for him. Yeah. But they made it. Rudy Tomjanovich, longtime coach of the Rockets and even coached the Lakers for a half season, coached the 2000 Olympic team. And I heard an interview, I heard two different interviews with him over the weekend, and he was just excited. Mm-hmm. Eddie Sutton, Arkansas, Kentucky, Oklahoma State. Uh, and I, I mean, think that's he, where that's where he was really the name is at Oklahoma State. 
Well, Kentucky, he was well. Arkansas, Arkansas, he he was pretty big at Arkansas. Also, he was he had those teams in the eighties that when Houston had five slam Jamma, he was there. He was well known at all. I mean, everywhere everywhere he was at, all three of those schools, he won. He went at least to the Elite Eight. Went to the Final Four sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with, I mean, all three of those schools, he was you know. He was he was a guy, he was a guy that would get your team there, mm-hmm. and you know he was. Now here's the one that I want to see the speech for. This ought to be a Kim Mulkey is getting in. <laughs> oh <Okay>. boy, <laughs> that head coach at Baylor, and if she with you, they if this is on TV, they better have. The button, the delay button, ready because you never know. This is the same woman that said that if anybody didn't want to go to Baylor, she'd punch him in the face after all this. And there's yep. a couple that I'm not sure. Barbara Stevens, I think she was a also Tamika Catching, Sean. I don't know if Tameka, you got yeah, her. Tamika Catching's another yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Tameka must be Ketchings. the daughter of Harvey Catching's. Used to play for the 76ers, right? Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I forget where she played college ball at, but um, I think it was Connecticut. Did she? Yeah, it was UConn. Yeah. That's right. It was okay. UConn. So yeah, they are all in. Like I said, as of right now, it's August 29th. But I mean, a really, a really solid class. I mean, two Hall of Fame college coaches, a Hall of Fame pro coach. I mean, like I said, Rudy T. Rudy T. was with the Rockets as a player, an yep. assistant, a head coach. And, of course, Rudy as a player will always be remembered for getting in the fight with uh, uh, Kermit Washington. It wasn't a fight. It was a punch. Yeah. But didn't last Yeah, long. it was a punch. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, was with, he was with Elijah on his whole career. And so, you know, I think it's just – and those, and the three players, the three and the three guys, oh, yeah. Duncan, Duncan, Kobe, and, you know, and Garnett. I mean, yeah. it's just – you know, and you don't think everybody thinks, oh, Duncan was around longer. It's like, no, really, Kobe was in the league before Duncan. A lot of people that's forget correct. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were both high, came out of high school, and uh, you know, yeah, I think well, no, Kobe Duncan was there. Did, no, Duncan, no, Duncan, 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 I'm sorry, Duncan I'm went sorry. Off uh, Garnett, Garnett, did. Garnett, Garnett, Garnett and Kobe came out of Garnett high school. Yeah, but, but everybody thinks of Duncan as like, oh, Duncan's a, which Duncan's older than them, but. Yeah. You know, he, he went all four years at Wake Forest, probably the top power forward of all time, I'd yeah. say. But it's yeah. like it's like having, uh, I don't know, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, and Sandy Koufax coming in the same year. I mean, it's yeah, that kind but, of thing. Uh, Sean, you, know? you, were, you were saying that you wish the Hall of Fame would have separate ceremonies because Kobe's going to dominate the whole ceremony? Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, no, I, don't, no I wouldn't say that. No, I mean, no, I, I know. No, I, I hadn't said that. I was thinking it, it's going to be a lot about him. A lot of the media is going to hype Kobe. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to – I think on there it won't. No, I I never said anything about that. No, okay. I think Garnett and Duncan will hold their own. You know, they're both – they've they both uh, had a lot of success. They both have different images. You know, they're talking about Garnett not being the nicest guy. Tim Duncan's a pretty nice guy. I guess they hate right. each other. That's what they're saying on CBS Sports. I didn't know that, but Tim Duncan doesn't like to speak a lot anyway. He's no. real quiet. But like I said, don't worry. Kim Mulkey's there, so that will – that yeah. will help the show. That will. Right. <laughs> so, so we had a couple. Another baseball. The bouncing back to baseball. We had a, a have a lawsuit going on with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Sean. Oh yes, uh, three minority owners of the Arizona Diamondbacks are suing the team and g- managing general partner Ken Kendrick. They're suing them for forced 
buyouts is what they're saying. He's saying they either invest more money or he's going to buy them out. This is according to the Athletic reporting right. this. Sounds like and, a power grab. <laughs> well, and the Diamondbacks are denying it. Of course they are. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then the other thing you had, the last-minute note that we can get into this week, is about the, the uh, Texas uh, women's basketball yes. coaching job. Yes. This just came down about an hour and a half ago. Well, the first part came down Friday, but Karen Aston, she played for legendary coach Jody Conrad, You know, another, who's in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Speaking of that, Jody Conrad, uh, they chose not to renew her contract this year. She always had trouble getting past Kim Mulkey. I mean, they've really tried to find that person, says Jody. But they went out and got, uh, what's the guy, Vic? Vic Schaefer. Vic Schaefer, the Mississippi State head coach. They went and signed him, uh, Schaefer, uh, 17 and 18 national championship, and he was ranked number ninth this year. Uh, I mean, what he's he has really built up that Mississippi State women's basketball program. We don't talk a lot about women's basketball, but you know, women's college basketball, whether you like it or not, the ratings for women's college basketball have really gone up the last couple of the last three Regi- years, regionally they regionally they have i don't think yeah. nationally by the way a new uh, story that just came up brian mitchell uh hall of famer for the cleveland browns has died at the age of 84 that oh. bobby mitchell bobby, bobby mitchell. mitchell bobby mitchell bill put that up on the screen to me so i was re- yeah, brian, reading there was, there, there was a brian Redskins mitchell too the, there was a brian mitchell but no bobby mitchell it would be yeah yeah he's yeah. the guy with the redskins he's done um, the, sh- yeah. the show on the team yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, let's okay. um let's go back to baseball a little bit here because we do have okay. some some odd proposals that are coming out. Uh, what else? Um, is oh yes. Uh, and I I guess if we if somebody said either these odd things or we're not going to have a season, I would say I, I would be kicking and screaming. But I guess reluctantly let's let's do it. But what I fear is what I fear is if we put in some of these weird things that are coming out. Once you get them in. Rob Manford won't take them out. That's what I yeah. fear. But here, here are a couple of them. Uh, Justin Turner of the Dodgers is saying, of course, you know, we're going to have a shortened schedule. The pitchers are going to be overworked. We're going to be playing double headers. So his proposal is you play the game, you play one extra inning, which would take you through the 10th, and then have a home run derby to decide the game. He said pick the top three home run hitters on each team and let them go out there and you get five outs. A coach would throw the, the you know, not the pitchers. Yeah. The coach would throw the pitches. You get five outs. So that's that is one of that is one of the most ridiculous ideas I've ever heard. One of the things that people don't remember about home run derby participants is it usually very often, especially the champions, and I know it wouldn't be a long home run derby, but you could do this a few times a week too. It would be they've come back either they've been injured or they've, they've tailed off. I remember um, Gonzalez coming back in, in eleven from uh, the home run derby. He won it, and he was no good to the Red Sox the rest of the year. And, right. and, and what and what about if you play a double header? Say you go in extra innings, the first game of a double header, and you do this ridiculous home run derby, then you turn around. I have to play a second game, really. Yeah. And 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 how about okay? The Red Sox or Yankees are playing the Royals. Boy, Royals, figure out your top three home run hitters and go against the Red Sox or the Yankees. See how that well, works. Well, it out would it would be Jorge Soler would be number one. I know that, but after that, you know, after that, I you, don't know. Yeah, but, that's the point. Um, another one, of course, you know, we're hearing double headers. I guess the the owners are really pushing for the you know the day night concept now. 
I guess if you have fans, you could do that. But if yeah. you start the season with no fans, what on earth purpose does it mean to play a day night no. doubleheader? No, yeah, no, right. it's foolish. It's foolish. And um, I and I think and I think when we start, whenever that is, I think everybody is now. You know, we heard they they were not going to play without fans and all this stuff. I yeah. think you're, you've seen them back away from that faster than most was back away from the table. Yeah, no, it's, it, that's right. I mean, I knew that last week. When, you know, when you said that, I'm like, no, it's all about money. It's all about getting games in the books for the players to get paid and then the owners to get something from TV because, okay, they get money, and, and it's not negligible in baseball. The attendance is very important and the beer sales and all that, and you want to do it with the fans. But if you can't do it with the fans, you want to get that TV money because you're still going to be on you know, Nesson or Fox or wherever you're going to be, and they're going to want that. But one thing we should end up this. You know, segment. Chris, I, before yeah. you go there, I'm, okay. I must say, Chris and I are going to have to uh, back step a little bit what we had said when Sean had said, well, the TV is more important than the fans. And Chris and I said, we're saying, no, you know, the fans and the stands are more important. But Jim Bowden talked about the numbers today. 70% uh-huh. of baseball revenue comes from TV, 30% yes. from the fans. So. Okay, there you go. There we you go. Know, Let me give you a good example of that. You're, just, you're a Cub fan. What did they just create? That network where they, right. you know, that they're getting all the money. Yep. The Dodger network, the Yankees, the Red Sox network. Red the Sox, Raiders yeah. are coming out with their own network uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what concerns me is I think the game that we grew up with, uh, with all these various changes coming, uh, we're not going to recognize the game of well, baseball pretty soon. I know. Yeah. Well, they, they've really the cooler heads need to prevail. This guy said, "Okay, you can be an idea man, but some of them ought to be good." Would be one good thing, and they don't have to be every day, you know. And that's the problem with this guy. He's he's got you know just a, yeah. he just throws everything up on the wall and sees what sticks. You but know, I didn't want to mention. And I think in the end, I think in the end, you're going to do more damage. If right. you do things like this, this home run derby thing, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna damage the hitters probably, yeah. and, and in and the end, not, it, it's just not gonna help the game. Right, and that is not going to bring because baseball has the oldest age group of average age for fans. That's not uh, that's not gonna bring the no. young fans in. Well, and, and if, if you, you and if you and if you do and if you do too many of these ideas, Sean, you're gonna alienate gonna the fans you have. Exactly. You have to know how to balance, and the NFL has done this, and even the NBA has. You got to keep your fans, but you have to bring in those fans. You don't want to push your core away just to go get another another core. That's something that uh, I mean, NFL, NBA, and NASCAR; those three have really done the best at. Mm-hmm. So one thing I wanted to mention, and, and anybody can think up any other uh, examples of this, but I wanted to mention what uh, Robert Kraft did here in Massachusetts. Yeah, I, you know, I think congratulations that, to him. He didn't yes. have to do anything. Yeah, what, what they did was uh, Governor Baker was went to him and said, and actually I heard a quote because uh, he was on, with, on the Sports Hub, uh, Jonathan Kraft, with the morning show, and he said, I have all these masks in China. I, I don't know how the F I'm going to get them here. And Robert Kraft says, okay, we got a plane. We'll go get them. They used the Patriots charter. And he said, and we'll pay for half of them because we want to be full partners. They, they sent the Patriots charter over there. They got the masks. They brought them back to Logan Airport. They then put a hundred, there was a million masks. They put 125,000 on, on the Patriots truck and took them down to New York. So they're, they're for Massachusetts Actually, and for Chris, New York. Actually, uh, Chris, they put a lot more. It was 300,000 to be 300, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. 
So and, anyway, uh, that's okay. But anybody else? I know uh, there's been other don- donations. Uh, what, did, what did Justin Verlander do? His, he and his girlfriend, they did something. They were they donating. His, I think it's his, I think it's his, I think it's his wife all, now. They're taking, wife, yeah, yeah, they're married. They're taking okay. all of his paychecks. And they're don they're donating them to various charities. Yep. And JJ and, Watt's doing similar. JJ yeah. Watt is doing a very right. And they set up it, a foundation. Uh, JJ Watt and that, Justin Verlander. Uh, Bill, what is it that Robert Ursay? He's doing something too, isn't he? Uh, what is Robert he doing? Ursay? I you think he is. Jim Ursay. Jim, Jim, I meant. He's getting oh, well. masked right. together. Masks. Masks. Anyway, masks. but there, yeah. there's a lot of generosity being shown. There, by the there is Anthony. Anthony Rizzo is doing a lot. Uh, with the city, with Chicago, you know, like with the food yeah. pantries and things like that. So you're seeing and, a lot and, of you're seeing a lot of good come out of this. If anything, yeah, the, seeing a lot of people. And the people of New York, uh, at least on the two sports stations, uh, these hosts are attacking the Giants and Jets for not uh, contributing some money into this. Yeah, well, that's right. If the Patriots, why are the Patriots doing this and not the Yeah, because yeah. they said, why Why would an owner from Boston be willing to help out New York? What's the matter with you, you New York owners? You know? Yep, yep. Okay, well, we, we, we decided to do it this way because there's there were seven deaths that we need to report. And and let's do it. You know, we're having so many deaths, and we want, we want to think about the positive things in their careers and their, tell their stories because that's the important thing. They, right. There was only one caused by the virus, and that is sad. But uh, we'll mention him when we get to him. But we had a few deaths in a lot of uh, some baseball, some football, I think, mostly. But the first guy is Jim Lambright. He was 77 years old. He was uh, a Washington assistant coach, University of Washington, from uh, 69 through 77. <clears throat> and then um, he was, uh, let's see, the head coach, I guess, from 78 to 92. Is that right? Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, he went. I'm sorry. He went. He went somewhere else. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking up what that is. And then he was the head coach uh, wherever he went from 78 to 92. I'm sorry. That was Washington. He's, he's dead. Uh, 93 to 98. Uh, I, anyway, his head coach uh, coaching career was 44, 25, and 1. Oh, he was a def- defensive coordinator from 78 to 82, 78 to 92 in Washington, and then the head coach. I see what I did. 93 through 98. And it's 44, 25, and 1, which is a good record. And then uh, he was one in three in bowls. He won the uh, the '97 Aloha Bowl, and he died of dementia or for, you know uh, contributing. Uh, Frank Maloney, uh, 79 years old, the assistant coach at Michigan from '68 to '73, then head of Syracuse from '74 through '80. His record at Syracuse was 32 and 46. He won uh, a, a one bowl win, which was the '79 Independence game, uh, Bowl. And then he went to the Cubs as the ticket uh, manager. And <laughs> I said, that's quite a change. And he had a ticket operations from 81 until he retired in 2010. And he, he died of brain cancer. The third one we have is somebody that we're all familiar with. Uh, we've listened to him uh, for years, Ed Farmer. Ed Farmer is, was 70 years old. He's only six weeks older than I am. Uh, he was born October 18th of, uh, two, of uh, 49. He, uh, he was, uh, his career had quite a uh, traveled career. He was with the Cleveland Indians from 71 through 73. He was a reliever and starting pitcher. Uh, then he went to the Tigers in 73, Philadelphia 74, Baltimore one game in 77. Now, I don't know what happened in 75 and 76. There must have been an injury there. Uh, our friend David USF didn't mention that. And he, he had did have health problems, so that may have been when his kidney problems began or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. But he uh, he only uh, played one game in Baltimore in 77. Then he went to Milwaukee in 78. 
Texas, uh, eleven games in '79. Then he went, and then he went to the White Sox, and that's where he made his uh, fame. And he was from the from Chicago originally, by the way. I, I heard him say '79 through '81, Philadelphia again from '82 through '83, and then a four game, five games with the A's, and also in '83. His uh, his record was thirty and forty three, and he was four point three zero ERA and uh, three hundred ninety five strikeouts and seventy five saves. Now, of course, that doesn't mean he was back then. Whoever saved the game saved the game. It wasn't like you always had a designated closer. A lot of times, it kind of was whoever was the next man up kind of saved the game with some teams. And he he started uh, thirty games as well, and he was on the eighty American League All Star team. Then he went into the broadcast booth with the White Sox. And I know many years he worked with John Rooney. I'm not sure who he worked with before, but he was there as the color man and doing um, three innings of play-by-play, whatever, from 91 through 05. And then he became the voice of the White Sox in 06 through 19. And uh, that was when John Rooney went to St. Louis to work with Mike Shannon. And he, uh, of course, had various partners at that point. He had Steve Stone. He had Tom Pachorek, I think. He had uh, Darren Jackson. No, uh, Tom so Pachorek did not do radio. Oh, he didn't do radio? It okay. was, his no. partners were, have been Steve Stone and Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson. And uh, what I liked about Ed Farmer was he his play-by-play was not the best. He didn't get too excited. But he would talk baseball. And it, you just felt you were sitting down with two guys having a beer watching this game. And, and they would get into, what's he going to throw? on this two and two pitch and what and uh, do you remember the time in Oakland you had a real problem with that guy or whatever they, they go into history and uh, each other's history some people thought uh, I know we have a our friend Jamal kind of thought he talked too much about his own career but it was interesting stories I like the way he, he did this he, he died of kidney disease and he had a feud which was very interesting with Al Cowens an outfielder for the uh, Royals and Tigers on 50879 he hit him in the and he broke his uh, Broke his, uh, what, did he, what did he break here? I think he broke his jaw. Yeah, that's what he did. Broke his jaw. And the same day, he hit Frank White of the Royals and broke, broke his wrist. Then on uh, 6 against Detroit, Cowens hit a ground ball. But instead of going to first base, he said, well, I'm going to charge the mound. And he did. And he flattened Ed Farmer. They got into a big fight, threw a few punches, and the teams broke it up, of course. they, they In Chicago, they wanted to um, arrest him. And uh, they they uh, they ended up uh, not doing that. And then uh, in uh, but then they they had on uh, there was let's see on uh, September 1st of 1980 they uh, decided to they had a handshake and they brought the lineup cards out. So the feud was over. Uh, they did you know I got you you got me okay we're done. And uh, but ever, ever ever the rest of Al Cowan's career when he'd go into Chicago they'd go coward Cowan's they'd have signs <laughs> and all that other stuff. So uh, remember when crowds used to be at games and used to yell stuff? It was so weird. You know, the other day hearing those those sailors on that ship yelling, you know, uh, the, the captain's name, it said, wow, you never hear that anymore. It's like a hearkening back to the old days. Okay, I'm guessing, next- Chris, that that's what Jam- – let's go to Jamal because I'm guessing that's what yeah. he would, would like to talk about. Jamal, go ahead. I have a couple things to say, actually. Okay. I was going to also talk about Eddie Sutton, but first about uh, Ed Farmer and – for when he first started his career, he did work with John Rooney exclusively because Rooney was the announcer for the White Sox on the radio in the 91. Okay, then. Just for the record. And number two, I didn't hear the story of Al Cowens till the other day, although I would say this, I don't blame Al Cowens for retaliating for being hit in the jaw by Farmer. I thought Al Cowens was probably right to go knock the guy out. 
Okay. But without, but I'm, but I'm glad that ultimately they did uh, end up uh, resolving that issue. And Farmer grew on me down through the years. Like I said, when I first heard him, I thought he was terrible. But as he as the years went on, I thought he turned himself into a pretty good uh, play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. So okay. rest in peace, Ed Farmer. And I hope that whoever takes his place, they're going to have some good choose to fill. Jamal, okay. Jamal, do you know what uh, scout drafted Ed Farmer? Uh, yes. I did hear this the other day on the score. None other than uh, the illustrious Jerry Krause. That is made a promise to his mother to the quote-unquote, he, he would take care of Ed Farmer. Now, okay. I, I could go on about Jerry Krause, my opinion about him as a Bulls general manager down for the years, but that's for another time. Right. But, I will also, but I will also say this about Eddie Sutton going to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Although, yes, he built some good programs. He was also a uh, corrupt SOB. Take a look at how he almost bought down Kentucky with trying to pay off Sean Kemp. And I think he had some problems in Arkansas and uh, Oklahoma State. So, although a Hall of Fame coach, he was also a corrupt SOB as well. I don't remember glad, any in Oklahoma State. I don't remember any problems I'm glad there. you said that about him because I, there was something in the back of my mind. I said, this doesn't sound right. I mean, he was a good yeah. coach, uh, and I knew that. But I did yeah, think the there Sean was a, a bit thing, of a pass there. Yeah, the Sean Kemp was – that one was the one where it, it did almost take – but I don't remember. Yeah, well, Sean, Sean Kemp turned out to be quite the character in his own right. So – yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Jamal. That was really. I'm glad you called because I wanted to talk a little more about Ed yeah. Farmer from somebody who listened to him. You know, that's your team. And uh, uh, the, the one thing, the one thing I'll never forget about Ed Farmer is when the White Sox pitcher threw the perfect game uh, in Seattle. He kept calling Safeco Field uh, Cellular Field. Cellular Field. Yep. You yeah, Cellular. Yeah. Sure he thought he was. Well, hey. Yeah. You know, us old guys. These things happen to us. Yep. Anyway. So, so we have more. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, but more deaths. We have a few more here. We have Carl Casey. He was 87 years old. He uh, he coached uh, from uh, let's see, 73. Uh, this was oh, this is the uh, this is he, the guy who was a Xavier, I think. Uh, he coached. Oh no, Wake Forest. I'm sorry, 72, oh, no. 85. He coached at Wake Forest, and uh, 83, 84 season. He went to the Elite Eight. His uh, he. Uh, he also started at Farum University in Virginia, and he was the head there from 67 to 70, and then assistant uh, at Marshall in 70 to 71, and then he went to Wake Forest, 71, 72, and uh, you know, continued through 84, 85. His, his record was very good, 312 and 167, and uh, uh, let's see, 12 and 19, uh, and oh, and in December of 19, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and, and so that was it for him. And then uh, we have a few more over in this other page. Um, I hate to have to bring all these to you, but, you know, it's hard to find out about these things if you're not in a local area sometimes. So it's kind of good that we and do that. And if it wasn't for David USF, we wouldn't know what we know. <laughs> That's right. And one of the things we know is, unfortunately, Bob Lee passed away. Bob Lee was a relief pitcher from the uh, from the Angels uh, and uh, some other teams. He, he was 82 years old. He was the Angels and uh, the L.A. Angels and the uh, California Angels from 64 through 66. Then the Dodgers uh, f- uh, in 67 for four games, Cincinnati in 67, 68, uh, and, he, and he was uh, an AL All-Star in 65. 
and he was record was 25 and 23, 2.71 ERA, 100 and, uh, 315 strikeouts, and uh, 64 saves. And um, in the, between the end of the 64 season and into 65, he had a 21 inning scoreless uh, streak, which was the uh, record for the Angels until it was broken by Jared Weaver in uh, July of 2013. So that was pretty cool. Then we have uh, now here's a notable one, the most notable one, and I think on this list, and something that somebody we all remember, and this is the death from the coronavirus. Tom Dempsey died at 73 years old, and he was no, most noted for his 63 yard field goal on November 8th of uh, 1970 to beat the Lions. I, I remember Don Crickey's call. He, Don Crickey yeah. was doing the TV. He said, I don't believe this, <laughs> you know, as it went towards the goal. And post. He, also had, he also had Alzheimer's. He was in a retirement center. Yeah. Okay. And he, yeah, he had Alzheimer's. Course, yeah, and, of course, that's a dangerous place to be these days. Uh, but anyway, so he was 73 years old. Uh, he was uh, the warring pick, pick, kick for the Saints in 69 and 70. He went to Philadelphia for 71 through 74, the Rams 75 through uh, 76, Houston 77, Buffalo 78 and 79, uh, and he was in the Pro Bowl in 69, his rookie year for the Saints. He, uh, he wasn't a very accurate kicker. He had 252 for 282 in extra points, and this is when they were the automatics almost. So that was only uh, 89.4%. And he got 159 field goals of 258 attempts uh, for 61.6%. Nowadays, he would be gone, you know, the revolving door kickers that go and come. But we have some of the long uh, kicks listed here. His record was broken. We'll get to that. The 63-yarders uh, in, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, his was two, uh, 12 uh, on uh, November 8th of 70, as I told you. Then we had uh, he tied by Jason Elam in uh, – and uh, in 2011, I think. And then uh, yeah. Akers, then uh, David Akers kicked one in 12. Uh, Grant Gano in 18. And uh, Fred Marr, I think, was the name he had in 19. I don't know. I'm not familiar with him. But uh, on, on Sebastian Janikowski did one for yes. the Raiders also. Yes, he did. Yes. That's right. And and December 8th of 13, though, uh uh, Doug Prater, uh, Matt Prater, one. Matt Prater, Matt Prater kicked a 64 yarder. So that's the record now. Yeah. And then, and then the last death we have is Ed Bryle. He was 88 Ed years old. Biles. Biles. I'm sorry. And it says that here. He was 88 years old, assistant at Xavier from 56 through 61. This is a football coach. Then the head of, uh, uh, head there, uh, from 62 through 70, uh, through 68, Xavier. And then, uh, and and there was no program for Xavier after '73. Then he went to be an assistant with New Orleans in '69 and '70. So he was with Tom Dempsey there. Then he was uh, with the Jets as an assistant '71 through '73, and a scout as well. Then he he came to, came to uh, defensive coordinator for the uh, the uh, um, Oilers '74 oh, through '80, and then the head coach of the Oilers from '81 through six games into the '83 season. He lost his last 13 games. The deal is, that was the year we had the strike. And so what they did, this wasn't the replacement player year. This was the year the season stopped for like two games. He basically lost, the, he didn't have him ready for after the strike. He lost the rest of the season, and then uh, he ended up, you know, uh, losing his first six games in 83, and that was the end of, end of him. And, and uh, he was the coach that, he was the coach that replaced Bum Phillips. And, you know, he was coming off of Bum, making the playoffs, and then they fired Bum, brought him in. He never had a winning season, even 81, 82, 
part of '83. He just, you know, yeah. I don't know. He's it was a it was a Bud Adams hire. That's all you got to right. say. <laughs> okay. Know? Well, and speaking of, speaking of hires, we do have two hands. Okay. okay. Bob, go ahead. Yes, I will. As a Lions fan, I will never forget the Tom Dempsey field goal. That really hurt. Dan uh, Patrick yeah. called it. Dan Patrick called it for the Lions, and Al Lester called it for the Saints. That's right. However, after that, the Lions won five straight games and made it into the postseason. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's right. They lost that five to nothing game to Dallas. I never thought I'd yeah. see anything like it. Five to nothing playoff game. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Good. Thank you. And. We have Pierre. Pierre, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't know if if any of y'all knew this, but the uh, real the reason Tom Dempsey was so good at kicking field goals is he didn't have any toes on his right foot. Right. Yeah. And I heard and, that. And so uh, so they they had to make a special shoe for him. So when he was hitting the ball, he was hitting bone on bone instead of toes, you know, because yep. because then they they kicked straight on. They didn't kick uh, like they style. do now. Yeah, right, that's soccer right. Style. Yep. So uh, so uh, uh, after they uh, stopped him from having that special shoe, he never was worth anything after that. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and and you know, but he stayed in the league for ten years. That was pretty amazing when you think about right. it. Right, those statistics. But his percentage wasn't that good. No, no, no. Okay, but and I basically, had, I had uh, Ed, Ed Biles died of leukemia. I was going to just say that, yeah. So we get that on the record. What were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say I remember hearing that about him with no toes. I, now when yep. Pierre mentioned, it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, and and uh, he he uh, he died of the. Uh, coronavirus, but I think he also had uh, Alzheimer's and other other problems. Right. right. Yeah, he did. Okay. He did. Okay. Dementia right. and... Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, so now we have Sean and I will do the uh, history here, starting on March 30th, I think, Sean, we got. Yes, we are. And that was, I believe, 1925. Yep. Was the La- Seattle Metropolitans won the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was the last time they're beating Montreal, and it was the last time that a non-NHL team played. I guess back then they they had all the leagues going against each other for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and of course the new Seattle team is supposed to come in in 2021, and the Metropolitans are being considered as one of their possible names. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And then okay. 19, 1940, wasn't it? Indiana. Yeah, well, there there was that, but there was another hockey thing. The Victoria uh, Cougars won. Uh, they uh, beat Montreal uh, three to three games to two and uh, won the Stanley Cup too at some point. And uh, I, I'm not sure was this the time that it got canceled? No, that wasn't it. So I'm not sure exactly was, what happened on that. Oh wait, Seattle Montreal was the one that got canceled. Victoria later on. Victoria was the one to beat Montreal on okay. 25. All right, there we go. Okay, yeah, now you're right about now Indiana. Yep, you're right about Indiana uh, winning in 1940, though, right? They, uh, what was yep. it? They, they, they did that. So that was their first title, and then and they uh, won in '81, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over North Carolina. North, and that was when President Reagan was shot, and that was the last, uh, the last NBC. game on NBC, yep. radio that's, and television. That's Let right. Let me see. Was I'm trying to think of the other thing. And in '98, oh, Kentucky yep. beat Utah. 
Correct. And I said, yep, that's, that's okay. it for that day, isn't it? That's right. And then we go to March 31st. And, busy uh, day. Yeah, 73, there were some the boxing matches. Uh, Ken well, was a boxing match. It was a Muhammad match, yeah. Ali lost, uh, broke his jaw to Ken Norton Jr. Yeah, that that uh, was that as as the boxing, Ken Norton Senior, not Junior. Yeah, yeah and, as as the boxing person on this panel, that yeah. was a hell of a fight. And uh, the the fact that Ali took such a beating was nobody knew. I don't think anybody knew till after the fight was over with that uh, he had broken his jaw. And that fight actually took place in San Diego, California, of all places. Oh, that's unusual. Okay. Yeah. Also, and on also that day, 70s. Yep. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr uh, scored a hat trick. Uh, the Bruins lost the game to Toronto 7-3, to but he got all three goals. And okay. it was his fourth 100-point season. We talked uh, the other day about 200-point seasons with Gretzky, but Bobby Orr had four 100-point uh, seasons. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, he ended up doing five in a row, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then 75, UCLA got their final championship under John Wooden. Mm-hmm. As, that was yeah, 10 out of 12 they won because 64, we clarified that later, they had won in 64 as well. So the only years they lost were 66 and 74, between 64 and 75. So they right. went 10 out of 12, and on that one they, I think, beat uh, Kentucky. That's kind of similar to what the Celtics did, you know, 11 yeah. out of 13. 11 out of 13, and yeah. around, around the same time. Well, they dovetailed a little bit the last part of it there, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we go to 1980. Going mm-hmm. to 1980, two boxing matches for two heavyweight titles on the same night. As Larry Holmes defeated Leroy Jones for the WBC title in Vegas, while uh, Mike Weaver defeated John Tate for the WBA title in Knoxville. Two titles on the same night. I want, Now, I'm trying to remember who had which fight on TV or who. Um, I, believe, I believe they were both covered by ABC's Wide World of Sports, Sean. Um, okay. Yeah. Because remember, right. that was back in the day where fights would take place during the week, and then ABC would show them on the week oh, on Saturday. Yeah, well, they would get a pay-per-view if they could during the week, and then, then you would uh, Howard Cosell well, would do the fight. That was when closed-circuit TV was just starting to come in. Yeah, right. and, but also, rem- also remember, Larry Holmes had already won a title <laughs> because he won in 78, and mm-hmm. he, yeah. he wound up defending the heavyweight title uh uh, uh, 20, 20 successful defenses, and that is second on the all-time list for heavyweights, only okay. behind Joe Lewis at 25. Yep. In 81, Mike Bossy scored his 50th goal, and that was the seventh year in a row that he had scored 50 goals. Yeah, and, cool. you know, had he not had back issues, he might have he might have uh, broken more records than what he did. Mm-hmm. In 86, yep. Louisville beat Duke. To win their win the title in that year, mm-hmm. and uh, that was um, oh, what was that guy's name that was the coach there? Denny uh, Crum. Denny Crum. Denny Crum. Yeah. yeah, Denny Crum. Denny Crum. That was the Purvis Ellison year. That was uh, and the first year for sixty-four teams in the tournament too. Yeah, first that, year. That, first year yeah. for sixty-four teams. Yep. yep. In ninety-seven, Arizona beat Kentucky. Uh, in Which that, so that up, Kentucky could have had three in a row. We'll get to that later have. in the week. But yep. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. In '98, uh, what happened? Milwaukee uh, switched to the NL. Yeah, they were that's the first right. Team to play in two leagues. Yeah, yeah, and Arizona and Tampa Bay came into existence. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Their first yep. games. So that was uh, March 31st. So April yep. 1st. Okay. April 1st. Uh, 85. We had Villanova beating Georgetown, and the you know everybody. That was the year that we had the. So you have three of the four from the Big East, Villanova, Georgetown, St. John's, Memphis State was the mystery guest. And by, and, and by the way, yeah, yesterday on the fan, they, they replayed that game. So Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. 
know, yeah. Villanova had and, to play a perfect game. But, you know, when you play a conference uh, opponent, you're you're used to them. You know, it's not like you're playing somebody you never saw before. So there wasn't, right. you know, Raleigh Massimino had them prepared and they were ready to go. And, uh, you know, they, they won that game. And then, uh, let's see, in 91, that was the first Duke championship. We had a little back and forth during the week about that. Yeah, Duke but they they, they Duke beat Kansas, and that was the first one they'd won. They had not won one yet. They'd been That's, in the, yeah, the finals. Back to the, 80, back to the 85 championship, they went to 52 teams that year. <clears throat> right. They had play-in games in 85. But, yeah, Duke beat Kansas. Duke had just lost the year before. We'll get to that on mm-hmm. tomorrow on the second. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I, remember, beat, I remember that. Duke 19, UNL, Duke I remember UNL that 1990 the, game. In the semifinal. Yeah. 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 91, Duke beat UNLV to get in the semifinals. And they went on to beat Kansas for the final. And then, of course, then we get on the 1996 Kentucky. Well, yeah. Well, well, we had a trade in 69 where Lou Pinella went over to the Kansas City yep. Royals and, you know, from the Seattle uh, Pilots. Yeah. And so that, that happened. Yeah, that was that. In 1970, the Pilots filed for bankruptcy. That that's day. Right. And then and they then became the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, and what happened yeah, was, that was very interesting. That was only a week before the season. So what they did was they, they Bud Selig stepped up, bought the team, and suddenly, because they already had County Stadium where the Braves used to play, they were ready to go. They they, they got they got people to come, and uh, they hired Bob Uecker and uh, – I think it was uh, Merle Harmon to do the games, and off they went. And Bob Euchre's, you know, been with the Brewers ever since. So that's when that started. Yep. Uh, and back, so yeah, now back to basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there's always more basketball. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking here. 1996. Yeah. 96. Kentucky. 96. Beat Kentucky got that first championship, which when they first should have the, had three out of three. Modern era. Yep. yep. Patino yep. championship. Yep. That's right. Yep. They, uh, they got that first one. And the so last the, non-stadium. Where did they play that game, Sean? It was the last non-stadium. That was uh, the, that was the last non-stadium with the Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey. Okay. Yep. And in '02, Maryland beat Indiana. So uh, we've had a lot of Indiana wins on here, but Maryland actually won the title in 02, beating uh, beating the Hoosiers. So I think we're right on to move to the second of April. And uh, what do we have? Uh, uh, Eighty four. Well, let me see. Before uh, was oh, the Mills Commission. Was, the Mills Commission yeah, came the up with the with the baseball myth. What they did was they said that um, Al, uh, that uh, Abner Doubleday invented baseball. He'd been a Civil War general. They liked to credit him. But, of course, we found out later, and, and then it happened at Cooperstown, New York, but it really happened with Alexander Cartwright. And that, that isn't, a, isn't a true story. Everybody knows that now, but they have gone with the myth and have the Hall of Fame at Cooperstown and all that anyway. But that's just the way it was, you know. And then uh, let's see. What else we got here? 1984. Yeah. Uh, well, we got we 39. Have. Ralph uh, oh, Morrow the, yeah. won the Masters Morrow by one stroke over Sam, Sam Snead. Sam Snead way back then. I remember him in the 50s when he was playing back in 39. Wow. Okay. Now, yeah. 84, yes. You, can, you want to talk about 84? By the way, 39 was the sixth Masters, by the way. And, okay. now that, that, and that is why Sam Snead holds the all-time record for uh, – PGA Tour wins. He's got 82, and of course, Tiger is real close to. Uh, if he hasn't tied that, he's real close to uh, mm-hmm. bre- breaking that. So, yeah. so Georgetown then finally got a championship. The, yeah, yeah, finally got a championship. Yeah, he finally did. It took him a while. I think later on we'll get to one of Sam Snead's championships coming up in the next oh, okay. uh, few days. I'm sure. Right. But okay. 1984, Georgetown defeated Houston five slam gem, and this is the first. NCAA championship played in April, by the way. And, the uh, and that was also the last college game for Patrick Ewing. And, of course, Correct. he went on to no, the No, no, it was not. No, it was not. Oh, no. He was not? there in 85. Oh, he was there in 85. Right. Was the last, yeah. Oh, that's right. Was was the, he was there. 
I was thinking about the Knicks winning the lottery. That's right. You're right. No, but, no 84, 84 was uh, Olajuwon's last game. Houston okay. had been to the Final Four three years in a row. They had been to the championship twice. I remember coming off the loss the year before, the upset by NC State. Right. And then right. Georgetown took them. And they had basically the same team except Clyde Drexler. And then... Uh, that basically ended Houston's run, and uh, Guy Lewis kind of faded off, and they never right. it took him a long okay. time. Yeah, to that's refill. right. I, re- I remember that now. Right. Back in the 80s, that, back in the 80s, I used to keep up with all this stuff. It was yeah. easier back and then. In 1990, a historic game for a couple reasons. Yeah. As UNLV beat Duke, mm-hmm. and this also the day before April Fool's Day. This. We, uh, the story started to leak, but everybody thought it was a joke. But he confirmed it at the end of the game after, at, and he waited till after UNLV won to mention it. But uh, Brent Musburger, that's, Brent Musburger announced that he was leaving CBS, and that's when right. he went on to ABC, ESPN to finish his career. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. in '01, Duke beat Arizona for one of their titles. Uh, in '07. Florida beat Ohio State, and that was wasn't that a rematch of the football championship from earlier that year? Uh, I think so. Yes, it was. I and believe it that was. was also Florida. That was Florida's second of their back to backs that they right. got, which we'll talk about next day. Yep. Then, then in twelve, in twelve, Kentucky beat Kansas. Correct. And in eighteen, in Villanova beat uh, Michigan to win their title. They're second out of three. Yep. They won in sixteen. They won in eighteen. Yep. And uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, before we move on, we left one off of April 1st, so we forgot it both times. Uh, last year, Virginia beat Texas Tech after True. the year before losing in the first round, being the first yep. one to listen. We left it. That was April 1st. We left that one yep. off. So. Yep. That's right. Okay, April 3rd in 89, Michigan beat Seton Hall in overtime to win the win the title. And uh, that was who, – who was that coach? I'm trying to remember, Sean. He came uh, in. That was Steve over. Fisher. That was Steve, Steve Fisher, Fisher, right? Fisher. He went to Arizona right after that. Yeah. Right. And he took over, yeah. though, because they fired their coach. Uh, Jeff Heathcote, I, I think it was, or something. And they fired and him. Of and of course, Steve, and Steve Fisher, after he coached at Arizona, went on to San Diego State. And, of course, San Diego State had that incredible year this year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, okay. he, and that was a Glenn Rice team. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was, and Seton Hall had P.J. Colissimo. Correct. Yep. And okay, in 95, UCLA beat Arkansas to win the title. And that, that was, was the, the first Jim Herrick, that, that was yeah, the that, Jim Herrick coach. And that was uh, Ed O'Bannon on that team. Yep. Uh, yep. And that was their first title for John Wood. Post yep. John Wood. That's yep. right. In 2000, Michigan beat Florida. Uh, Michigan State beat Florida. Michigan State beat Florida. Yes, yeah. they did. In 06, Florida beat UCLA in the championship they did game. The first of their back to back championships. Yeah, that's and right. And then 17, 17, North Carolina beat Gonzaga. And of course, Billy Donovan was the coach of both of those Florida teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. Interrupting Villanova. Villanova had, and by the way, Villanova could have had a chance of having three in a row, but they didn't make it to the final, so Carolina won. Okay. So, yep. And yep. since you're a Spurs fan, I'll let you tell the story about 2019. 2019. <laughs> Greg Popovich, in typical Greg Popovich form, he, he got a technical in Spurs over Denver, 113-85. But and you may think, why? He got a technical, got ejected from the game? Why? Well, he set the record for the quickest technical or quickest game ejection by a coach. 63 seconds into the game. But they went on and beat Denver pretty handily, so it didn't (laughs) affect the team. But anyway, 
So, yeah. in, uh, okay, moving to April 4th of 88, we had Kansas beat Oklahoma. You couldn't remember the other team, but I remember yeah, they played was, Oklahoma in that championship game. That was Larry Brown. Off them, yeah. And off he, yeah, off and he that went. Was Dan, that was Danny Manning on that team. Danny Manning, Greg Dryling, uh, yep. that whole crew beating yep. Mookie Blaylock and Stacey King. Danny Manning, one of the worst coaches we got out there. He's still coaching over at where's Wake Forest, and they just can't and do anything. Larry Brown beating Billy Cubs. Uh-huh. Yep. Arkansas won their title, and I don't remember who they beat, but they beat somebody in 94 to win that title. I don't remember uh, who they yeah, they won. Who was that? I can't, I and can't remember. It was Lee Marier and Todd Day were on that team. That was a Kelvin Sampson team, I believe. 40 minutes of hell, and uh, Nolan, uh, what was the name? That was Nolan Richardson. Nolan Richardson. Nolan Richardson. But yeah. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember who they played in the final, and that's bad. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes Miss A will tell you, but uh, she didn't do that one. Villanova okay. beat North Carolina in 16 to win their uh, their first of the and three of the, the two. Yeah, first out of their two, they because they got two out of three. And that now this is an interesting. That was the year that the the story was broken. Jim Nance <laughs> and people have had fun with this the last few years since. Apparently, Jim Nance gives a senior on the winning team a tie because his father gave him a tie. So Jim Nance gave the player from Villanova a tie and, right. and, and the cameras caught it. So they ran with it. So, okay. And then in 74, course, the big story. Yep. 74 Hank Aaron, his, his uh, home run number seven fourteen to tie Babe Ruth. Then he did not play the rest of the series in Cincinnati. So he could do it in, in uh, Atlanta which he did on uh, May on April eighth. We'll talk more about that. This and was Marty course, Brenneman's they, first game. Of and course, he, and, if you uh, if you remember, we we played uh, the Hank Aaron uh, we did breaking home run with Vin Scully when Bill right. Buckner died. When Bill so. Buckner died. That's right. Yes. So anyway, uh, but it was Marty Brenneman's first game. He called it, and so did Milo Hamilton. But then they did not play. Uh, he did not play in the rest of the series. And Bowie Kuhn was not a happy camper about that. But that's the way it was, and he couldn't do anything about it. And uh, and as I say, Marty Brenneman's first game. Now, I was able to come up with some for uh, for April 5th today, and we had North Carolina uh, uh, beat uh, Michigan, and that was in um, 93, and that was the Chris Weber game when Chris Weber called a timeout he didn't have. And, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, that was uh, that, that messed up Michigan. In 99, uh, UConn beat uh, uh, Duke to win uh, the title, and that was Jim, Jim Calhoun's first championship. And I was a, there was a cool thing. He mentioned his high school coach, Fred Hergert, from Braintree, Massachusetts, my hometown. He grew up, uh, you know, he was a few, uh, Jim was about seven or eight years older than me, but he grew up with my brother. He was a friend of my brother's, Jim Calhoun. So that was kind of cool. And then in, in, in another championship, the same day, 2004, Connecticut beat Georgia Tech. In, uh, and won that championship. And then in 09, North Carolina beat Michigan State to win. In 15, Duke won their last championship that they've won now, beating Wisconsin. So I think that takes care of all the dates that I have. I think that happens at all. Yeah, I don't have anything else. So. Okay. So uh, we'll have more well, for you next week. I know it may yeah. seem a little tedious, but it's kind of fun to reminisce with all this stuff since we don't have the real oh, sports yeah. going on right well, now. One, one, one other thing before we get out of here, guys. One other NFL note we can talk about. Me and Sean are kind of on opposite sides of this. The Dallas Cowboys are trying to be the new modern-day uh, Oakland Raiders. The Raiders used to pick up all the misfits and, and people on the trash pile. Well, Dallas is trying to do the same thing. Earlier this week, they signed Alden Smith. Now, a lot of you may not know who Alden Smith is, but that's because he hasn't played in the NFL since 2015 because of 
so many domestic violence and drug issues, he's been on the suspended list for about five years. Every time he's applied, the NFL has said no. Yeah. Dallas has brought uh, signed him to a one-year deal worth $4 million if he's allowed to play. Yeah, and of course, well, that, well, $4 million, and, and, up to $4 million. Up, up to $4 to, yeah. million. Most of that is not Most of that is not guaranteed. Right. And he has been clean and sober for a year. Uh, he gets four hundred thousand if he makes it through training camp, and another five hundred thousand if he, you know, just for the base salary. So he's getting the league minimum, and then he gets so much others per sack and per. So it's not so even if he doesn't do anything, he's costing them the league minimum nine hundred thousand. So and of course, yes. uh, da- Dallas also has Randy Gregory on their team who, who cannot stay out of suspension trouble. And I got in an argument with a Cowboys fan somewhere else, and, you know, he tried to use my Raiders history against me, and I told him, look, I wasn't happy with everything they did either. Um, I think it's a bad look for Jones and, and the Cowboy organization yeah. for keeping but it's not, picking I look up. At it, I look at know. it, it's not much of a risk. It's not much of a risk at all. It's, it's I mean, yes, if they had given him all this guaranteed, okay, that's one thing. But you're getting him at a minimum. Hey, if he's if he screws up, he doesn't cost us much. That's the way I look yeah. at it. I mean, yeah, it was get, no, it's the same as the look. Patriots did, of course, with Antonio Brown, and we saw yeah. how that worked out. You know, the thing the thing is that, like, it, you know, didn't they have a, was it Pac-Man Jones? They had a babysitter for him that oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. You know? So they've yeah. done this before. That's for sure. So. Uh, Anyway. I don't know. I, I I just thought it was a bad look with everything going on, and you've got and Dallas has now have they've got two people that are trying to get off of the suspended list. Right. And I know defensive line is one of their weaknesses, but you must be desperate when you're dealing with guys like this. So okay. You know. Well, I think unless there's any other. So Sean, you're not. Else. Sean is not on the suspended list. So I suppose Sean, give us the facts and figures since you're not That's on right. the suspended right. list. Well, we've, hey, we've. I think we've done one of well, other than the Super Bowl. Uh, the night before the Super Bowl, I think we've done our, one of our longest shows. We out did. Here. We have a lot of history. It won't be as long in the next uh, week or two because it won't be all this college t- basketball. <laughs> no, that's yeah, right. For a time, for a time with no sports going on, wow, we win. and everybody kept wondering if we'd ever have, you know, if we'd ever have a show and what kind of things we'd talk about. Well, right. see, see, we just proved to everybody we could fill that's up right. lots of well, time. We're, so. we're doing as well, well as we the local talk. guys that we see in your city. They're all talking for four hours a day. We can do an hour and a half once a week, you know? That's right. Oh, yeah, hey, you know. But anyway, if you want to hear this again, I would love for you to listen to it again or tell a friend who's shut in they need something to do. How much... How much of Tiger King can they watch? I mean, by the way, Carol Carol killed her husband. Those of you that are watching Tiger <laughs> King, you know what I'm talking about. But she killed her husband. But uh, it's only, but uh, uh, even though it's not on one of the episodes, but just the attitude. But anyway, all right, you can download the podcast going to legendoldies.com, or you can type in in your podcatcher, type in Sports Lounge Live, three words, just like you can type in all things radio three words or wednesday coffee three words you can do it that, that would be two. that's two words that would that's be two. two words wednesday's two, two words. Yeah, wednesday or call your smart two. device tell your smart device to play sports Lounge live uh pod the sports Lounge live podcast or any of the other two and just if it's not caught up just keep saying next till you get to the bright week or you can listen on your phone by dialing 773-572-3006 
Option 9 for Sports Lounge Live. Option 8 for All Things Radio. Option 7 for the Coffee Club. And by the way, for All Things Radio, I want a cheap one. There is a good message on All Things Radio from Ken Sterling, longtime Indiana program director at WIBC and the fan and all those, about about radio being there for people. And he, he does it for sports. He does a sports podcast. But I recommend you go listen to that. If you have a yep. friend... In the media, they need to. I mean, they need to hear this. You know, it's good for sports. It's good for basically any any medium. It's a good outlet. Yep. But it was excellent. But definitely yep. re- recommend that. Also, if you want to leave us a comment anytime throughout the week, eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. Option number two. And we definitely thank you with all the changes with Zoom. You know, the FBI telling us about yeah, the encryptors. The FBI has been watching over us tonight. We had our own special agent. Well, no, they were, FBI was protecting us from the hackers this time. Correct. They were by telling, so Zoom had to change it. But, hey, everybody, all the regulars managed to get in. So we thank you. And we'll be back next week with, with lots of Easter eggs for you. Yes. <laughs> lots of Easter right. eggs. Okay. So.